Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on, two for one, no concern for the future, living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sangai Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. We're glad to have you with us. Real quick before we jump into things with our guest today, with whom I am very acquainted and very excited to have on here. If you're looking for some pro wrestling in the next few days, tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. Paradigm in Jeffersonville, Indiana at the arena. HCW in Terre Haute, Indiana. EWA in Coldwater, Michigan. HSPW in Brownstown, Michigan. And Pro Wrestling Mid-South in Ripley, Tennessee. Tomorrow night, New Era Wrestling in Shelbyville, Indiana. BMFX in Lafayette, Indiana. PPW in Bedford, Indiana. Russell South in Lacey, Alabama, Midget Warrior Wrestling in Canyonville, Oregon, War in Lima, Ohio, FWF in North Manchester, Indiana, ECW in Jeffersonville, Indiana, Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana, IPW in Delaware County, Indiana, PRW in Chicago, Illinois, ZPW in Franklin, Indiana, Mega Wrestling in El Raya, Ohio, GLPW in Lansing, Michigan, ICW in Schenectady, New York, AWR in Indianapolis, Indiana, UCW in Saginaw, Michigan, UPW in Backlift, Texas, AWF in Phoenix, Arizona, KEPW in Frankfort, Kentucky, DZW in Brookshire, Texas, and MSPW returning tomorrow night in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Without any further ado, though, I want to welcome our guest to the show. And he is someone I have shared a few locker rooms with in my day. We're excited to have him here for the first time. Buck Sexton, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me, Stein Guy. I really appreciate uh, you giving me uh, time to come on, chat with you, talk all things, uh, all things Warrior Pro, uh, and uh, and kind of you know let everybody know we're out here. Absolutely. But since it is your first time with us, I will throw out the traditional first timer question for you. What led to you getting into the business of professional wrestling? Uh, man, it is a long and winding story. Uh, it goes back to, you know, my love as a child, um, for, for wrestling. And I grew up a WCW kid. So this week's been a little rough for me, uh, uh, losing Scott Hall. That was, uh, the, the peak of my fandom and what really got me just absolutely loving the business was, was the NWO. And, uh, and so seeing, uh, seeing, seeing us lose Scott this week was, a uh, was a was a punch to the gut um but past that man it was uh it was really uh kind of by happenstance uh i was i was playing softball with a guy one night he was filling in for our team and he he tried to catch a pop fly and uh ran into the ran into the fence and just absolutely just just full speed hit the fence fell down looked like he had hit his head really hard on the ground and I walked over to him like, "Hey man, you all right?" I was like, "You hit your head pretty hard." He goes, "No, the one thing I learned in wrestling training was to keep my chin tucked." And I was like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, I didn't care about the softball game the rest of the night." I was like, "Tell me more about this." And uh, that was a Sunday. I showed up at uh, at the Outlaw Arena that following Friday. Had a sit down with the late great Don Basher, and uh, and the rest is as they say history. That Outlaw Arena located at one one five one South Kentucky Avenue for the fans that may be curious. Now, when you get into professional wrestling, did you have any other ideas on 
jobs other than professional wrestler itself, or were you thinking of other career aspects that could be viable to you at that point? Uh, you know, man, I'll tell you, I, I play the long game in, in everything I do, whether it's my real-life job in sales or or anything else I've ever put my hands in. And, uh, you know, I got in just wanting to kind of just break in and do whatever I could. Um, but I can tell you the, the end goal has always been, hey, I want to I own my own place. And so over the last five years, learning under some – some great promoters, great, uh, great bookers, such as, you know, Jerry Wilson, Flash Flanagan, um, you know, being, being a part of the, the all-star crew down there with, uh, with the Van Zants and Shelbyville, um, Lawrence Von Poffo up in, up in Crawfordsville. I've, I've been, uh, I've been blessed to kind of sit under these trees and, and learn the ins and outs while I worked my way up from ref to ring announcer to, to wrestler and uh, and now taking on the taking on the uh, job of promoter booker and uh, and just all around you know just running my entire show. Now when you when you start promoting, uh, you opened up during the pandemic uh, when it was in full swing, more or less. Obviously, there's always going to be a learning curve for a new promoter in the best times. Having started things when you did with what was happening, not only in the wrestling industry, but just in the world, what challenges did you have to get your show in front of the people? What did you learn Coming in at the time that you did that you think may have made you a better promoter. Yeah. So, you know, during, during the pandemic, during quarantine, uh, you know, a lot of guys took hits and I was luckily lucky enough that uh, I was able to, to get with Jerry Wilson of, of Hoosier pro and, uh, and help him, you know, recover a little bit by buying, buying out uh, Hoosier pro and moving it up here to Danville, Indiana and, and starting warrior. Um, you know, we sat on we sat on everything for a year. Uh, me and Jerry finalized our deal in September of 2020, and I knew that uh, you know I didn't want to rush into things. I wasn't going to buy something in September and try to run in October. We set a soft target for you know January 2021. 20, you know how the world went. Things continued to go south, um, so we then set another date for June that we missed that one. Uh, and ended up settling for uh, September 12th of 2021 for our first show. We have some great partners out here with the Hendricks County Fairgrounds that uh, that allowed us to come in. No, you know, there was no mask mandates, no no uh, uh, limitation on patrons, and so we were able to to launch in, in September of 2021. And, and having a full year to really sit back, study the business, you know, looking back on my experiences. In, uh, in different promotions, um, being a huge fan of Eric Bischoff, uh, you know, I listened to his podcast nonstop, you know, trying to, trying to take what he did on such a grand scale and, and pare it down to a, to a local promotion and, you know, trying to, to figure out the, the, the mistakes that were made by those before me to make sure that I don't make those and also to, uh, to really highlight the things that everyone else did well and trying to take it and make it my own, um, you know everything that everything that WPW stands for is just a testament to those before me that I drew inspiration from. Like you said, you purchased the HPW ring, which over the years have seen a lot of blood, sweat, and tears left on its mat. A lot of it, mine, but <laughs> that ring is a historic ring if you even take out the HPW factor because it was one of the rings used at the Mid-South Coliseum in the heyday of Memphis wrestling. How much of a wrestling historian are you that you look at that ring and you know that history of the names that have been in there and the matches that have been held and the crowds that have been witness to that ring. Yeah, and and that was the that was the fun part of finding out uh, finding out about the history of the ring. Uh, 
um, through through not only Jerry but also uh, the great Marcus Fine, the uh, the Don of wrestling fans in Indiana. Um, he uh, he kind of sent me some links to different shows, uh, different YouTube clips and things like that of of you know guys that have worked in the ring and and it's amazing to to kind of see the lineage of that and I actually I was I was privileged enough to uh, to do the meet and greet with Eric Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett in uh, in St Louis Rumble weekend and I, I joked with Jeff I leaned over I told him hey look you know I have one of one of your granddad's old rings and he goes oh that's awesome I go you want to work in it one more time he goes oh hell no and because uh, he knows just how stiff that thing is and so it's uh, you know it's it's fantastic to uh, to be able to carry on the history. Um, you know, all the way back from then to what we're going to be doing in the future. It was on the tad bit stiff side. Some of us would preferred to bump on the floor rather than inside the ring. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell you this. It, it's got all brand new padding uh, as of last month. So we've taken a little bit of the edge off, but, man, that thing is still, uh, that, so, that thing still hits real hard right back at you. If you got new padding on there, I'm in there. I'll take that all day long. Now, being a historian, like you said, and going back to the WCW days and enjoying that era, there's a lot of books out there on the history of professional wrestling, a lot of autobiographies written by people that were in the business, various roles. Have you read many of the wrestling books that are on the market? And if so, do you have a personal favorite? Uh, so I have, uh, that was, that was my preferred reading in high school, uh, was, was wrestling autobiographies. I read, uh, let's see, I read, uh, around the world in spandex from Jericho. I believe that was his second book, uh, hardcore diaries mixed third book. Uh, also read Stone Cold. Um, obviously, the one that stuck the most is going to be Controversy Creates Cash by Bischoff. Uh, read um, Sean's book. And then uh, recently, just, uh, just uh, downloaded the audio book and listened to, um, listened to Guy Evans' uh, book on the rise and fall of WCW. Now, if you have not read it yet, I would also recommend... Old School by L.A. Taylor, which chronicles the very start of professional wrestling. It is a fictional book based on the very actual real events, and L.A. Taylor, the pen name of Kevin Sullivan's wife. Oh, wow. That is, uh, you know, that is definitely something that I'll have to put on the list. Yeah, and then, you know, I've watched probably every documentary that's on uh, – on the network as well to uh, kind of get the backstory on just all the guys, everybody that's kind of been in the business uh, and made a, made a huge name for themselves. And, you know, I, I find a lot of myself in, in different pieces of their stories. And, and like I said, just trying to take what, what the greats before me did and, uh, and put it down to my level here and, uh, and make it work and make something special. Owen, you start up, Warrior Pro, obviously you've been wrestling for several years, you've worked for several companies, but do you look at professional wrestling schools for a source of talent? Do you have ties to any certain schools that you most look at guys uh, for consideration to be booked by you, or are you uh, scouting just more wrestling promotions for talent? So, you know, it, it's a little bit of everything, you know, when, when you launch a promotion like this and, and, you know, it's not a cheap endeavor. And so you look for, you know, uh, you look for your, your guys that have had your back for years and, and you kind of, you build around them. And, you know, I've got, I've got some great guys that, that bought into my vision before they ever saw what the house was going to be. And, uh, and they all bought into, what what I had envisioned for Warrior Pro, what I have envisioned for, you know, just independent wrestling in Indiana as a whole. Um, and I was able to get some great talent to, to buy in early. And those those early successes have helped us grow our talent base. 
um, quite a bit. And, you know, outside of just the, uh, just the local, you know, central Indiana guys, but we've got, you know, we've got guys coming in from all over now and, and, you know, our emails and, and direct messages are blowing up with guys looking to, uh, looking to come in and be a part of what we're doing. So I, I don't discriminate. I'm going to give everybody, everybody a look, no matter where they're from. And, uh, and if they can fit into, you know, the stories that we're trying to tell here in, in Warrior Pro, then, then I'm all for it. Now, let's say that there is someone out there listening to this. Let's say there's a guy with a sign that's, I don't know, let's say he's in the Pacific Northwest. How would they get consideration for Warrior Pro Wrestling? What would they need to do in order for you to know they are out there and consider them? You know, first and foremost, I'll be, I'll be honest, um, you know, it's, it's given me, you know, a, a long period heads up, you know, looking, looking at our, our book right now, uh, we're booked through August on, on our cards. Uh, like I said, we, we like to tell long-term stories here. I've had, for instance, this July's card, um, storylines laid out in books since June of last year. So, you know, we, we tell long-term stories, you know, we also like to, you know, um, put a, a match or two in there of just some guys, you know, local guys that maybe haven't worked for us before. Like we have um, coming up on the 27th, Eric Dillinger and uh, Cole Roderick are going to lock it up for the first time. And they're going to be doing it in the main event here at uh, Warrior Pro. We've got Sabotage coming in from Illinois, a black and brave graduate, um, to take on always better Jordan James. Again, a few guys that aren't necessarily involved in any stories at WPW, but some guys that wanted to be uh, a part of what we're doing, and and we bring them in, and see how the see how the crowd connects with them, and if there's a connection there, whether they're baby or heel, then we will uh, we will look to see if we can integrate them into storylines going forward, and and like I said, making it, I want I want at the end of the day, I want to give uh, I want to give a TV style quality show to our fans and, and continuity of story is huge to me. You know, I, I love, I love wrestling to death, but if, if it's not making you feel something uh, outside of just, Oh, that was a cool match. Then it's not doing its job. You know, you want, I, I believe that, that wrestling needs to, you know, no matter who it is, uh, whether you hate them, love them, laugh at them um, or, or feel for them, they need to connect with the audience and, and tell that story because that's what brings them back. That's what brought me back as a kid. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't necessarily the amazing action that you get from a cruiserweight match, but you know, it was, it was go, Nitro going off the air and the NWO is beating up Sting or DDP, and you don't know what happened next, and you want to tune in next week to find out. Absolutely, that for sure was the cliffhanger of pro wrestling's heyday for sure. One of the yeah, aspects yeah. in pro wrestling that we aren't seeing as utilized as it was, say, 20, 30 years ago, is the role of the manager. Historically, managers were very, very important aspects of professional wrestling, but at the national level, there's only a handful on the independents. You still see them, but quality of performance is all over the map at the independent level for managers. I know you've worked with managers at various points in your career, but as a promoter, where do you see importance or lack thereof of managers? Uh, I, I believe it's a, an extremely important aspect um, for various different reasons, whether, you know, if you look on the national scale, a guy like Paul Heyman, who can help be the mouthpiece for a Brock Lesnar, who, you know, 20 years ago when he showed up, wasn't necessarily a great talker. And honestly, 10 years ago when he came back, not necessarily a great talker. Um, so, you know, you've got that aspect. You also have the aspect of being able to to get that heat or that sympathy if we're looking at, you know, being, you know, the managers for a baby face, getting that sympathy on, you know, going for them. But it's a, it's a delicate balance between those, between all the aspects that go into a book, booking a show uh, because it's not to sound awful, but it's another talent expense. 
And luckily, we're blessed enough here that we have enough great sponsors that have that have partnered with us to make sure that I have a talent budget that I can do whatever I need to do every month. Um, and so it's fantastic to have that. And it's also a balance of, you know, how many are too many. You know, I run, I run generally six matches per show. So when it comes to managers and valets and things like that, you – you don't want to oversaturate it because if, if you have too many of them, then no, then none of them are special. You know what I mean? Like if everybody's a top guy, nobody's a top guy kind of thing. And, uh, and so we have right now, you know, we, we run with, with one manager right now, Kate Parrish, who uh, is incredible at going out and, uh, and getting a reaction from the audience. Um, and, and she, again, she's fantastic at what she does. Uh, but you know, it would take it would take a right the right person to come in as far as a manager style, um, you know, talent for the WPW card to then kind of move us to the next step of of using those more. Like I said, I don't want to oversaturate it, and obviously, and obviously, I want if I'm gonna bring somebody in, I want somebody that does it better than the one I already have that does it. Another role that often is overlooked, vital to any promotion at any level, is the role of the referee. I know you also, like you said, had experience refereeing when you were starting out in wrestling. What are you, as a promoter, looking for when you go to hire referees for your company? Uh, again, I what I'm looking for, for in a referee is somebody I don't see, honestly. Um, you know, the best referees are, are only there when you need them, and then, you, then they kind of get lost in the match. Uh, you know, but you also want somebody out there who's, you know, more or less a, link, a ring general that can keep things on pace and on time and can be listening to that crowd with the performers uh, and, and giving that feedback. You know, all my referees are mic'd, uh, so they've got communication with us at Gorilla. And so we can kind of make sure that everything's staying on pace. And I, I, I'll, go, I'll go out on a limb and say I have the absolute best referee in the state with Wayne Silver. He is, he is the top referee in Indiana. If you haven't booked him yet, book him. If you're, if you're already using him, good job, because he is, he is the top of the line. And the fact that I've got him, uh, right now I've got Tice, uh, Tice Nichols, who is unfortunately on the shelf with a broken collarbone. Um, I have a fantastic referee staff, Brooklyn, as well. Uh, she is she is a uh, she's currently in training, going through the process, and I believe you know a lot of my success uh, from learning the psychology side of wrestling came from sitting down with talent, listening them put their matches together, and then going out and refereeing those matches. Uh, one of my favorite matches I ever refereed was in Lafayette uh, for CWF. Uh, it was. J, uh, JKO Joey Owens versus uh, versus Luis Rojas and Joey came out and was supposed to be the heel in the match and he comes out to a babyface reaction from the crowd and Rojas comes out to a heel reaction when he's supposed to be the babyface and as I'm checking Joey uh, I, I go any changing anything because of the reaction from the crowd he goes no I'll, I'll flip it and to be in the ring with him and watch him take that crowd who was cheering him like crazy when he walked out, and by the time that match was over, they absolutely hated him, was beautiful. And that's, that's not the experience you're going to get by watching tape. You're not going to get that experience even in training. You're only going to get that in that role as a referee. So I believe it's incredibly important to have, have you know, top-of-the-line referees as well. Absolutely. Now, last week on the show, we had Stephen P. New, and we were talking about the federal investigation and trial of Vince McMahon over the steroid controversy. Stephen P. New says that he doesn't think ultimately that trial did anything to clean up the steroid problem that was within wrestling. Uh, it's not really talked about as much anymore, but just from what you have seen and experienced in your career, do you think the steroid problem is largely gone from wrestling, or do you think that there's still some aspect to that left in the business? You know, I'll be honest. Uh, I've been 
again, fortunate enough to be in some great locker rooms. I haven't seen anything like that. Maybe it's me being a little naive and, and sticking to myself a lot. Um, everybody I've worked with has, has always seemed very professional, very on the up and up, um, no matter no matter the body type. You know, you're obviously going to see some guys that are cut, ripped, and things like that, and you're like, well – but then when you're, friends with, when you're friends with these guys on Facebook and you follow them on different forms of social media and you see the hard work that they're putting in, you don't, you don't think twice about how are they getting there. And, uh, and is, there, is there a problem potentially? Is it probably still toward the top end of, of the um, talent pool, the, the ones that are, you know, really fighting for not just to keep spots on, on TV but to gain a spot on TV somewhere? Potentially, but uh, to me, you know, like I said, my locker room and the locker rooms that I've been in, uh, that's not something I worry about. Well, at this point in time, my co-host, Coach Mike Jones, is with us, and I know Coach has questions as well, so I'll pass things over to him. Coach Mike Jones, a coach with the most, coming at you from coast to coast here in Puyallup, Washington. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, Coach. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. It's an honor and privilege to have you on our 1703rd show. Man, I really appreciate all the stuff you do for wrestling. I love your attitude and love everything you're doing over there. Awesome. Thank you so much. I Again, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's, a, it, it's, it's really nice to be able to try to just come out and, and, and not only talk about my accomplishments and the things that I've done, which I, I feel like are – are very small in the grand scheme of things, but you know, really the the thing that I'm most proud of is is what we're building out here. You know, not just you know a, a me thing; it's a we thing. It's it goes from top to bottom at Warrior Pro, whether it's it's myself or my wife, my dad, our best friends uh, that help run everything, my sister, uh, my niece, my my son is our uh, he calls himself the gear manager. So he's the one, you know, going to the ring, grabbing the gear, grabbing the belts, bringing them back, things like that. Everybody in the back, Reggie Edwards, I said it the other day on Facebook, I'll say it again. If you don't have Reggie, get you one. Uh, he, is my, he is my right hand as well as Jesse Winchester is my left. Without those guys, we wouldn't be able to, to put, on, put on our shows once a month and, and put on the quality of show we put on. Right on. Yeah, I really enjoyed your interview in GWR Live. That was nice to hear. Oh yeah, I love those guys. Uh, it was fantastic uh, getting to sit down and talk to Chris and, and the guys over there at Gonzo, and and then to be able to partner with them and have them come into our uh, come into our show last month and, and live stream, and they'll be back again this month to do the same and, and helping you know grow our audience past past the the folks that are in the building. You know, you can you can capture a lot uh, a lot of interest through uh, through social media nowadays. And whether it's YouTube or Facebook or things like that, I believe in, in partnering with the right people in, in order to, to help grow, grow what we're doing. And what, like I said, the GWR guys are fantastic. Love Chris, his dad, and everybody affiliated with them and excited to have them on board with us. Yes, awesome. And I really love the Midwest. I got to go, to, uh, go there a couple times once with Sign Guy. Had the honor and privilege to go to uh, Heroes and Legends a couple times and work with Jason Maples. So have you got a yep. chance to work with Jason Jason Maples or go to Heroes and Legends yet? Uh, unfortunately, have not. Um, you know, most of the Heroes and Legends shows over the last few years have fell on dates that I was already booked. Uh, so was unable to unable to attend those. Recently uh, connected with Jason on Facebook been really following uh what he does with with heroes and legends to, again to to pick the brain of, of and, and watch what other, other people are doing that are doing it successfully um i yeah, i can make the announcement here uh we are going to be uh one of the vendors set up at uh at squared circle expo 2 here uh here in april uh so there's going to be you know lots of hopefully i can i can meet jason in person introduce myself and and, and start a dialogue with him to, to help not only, you know, grow Warrior, but see what we can do to help help heroes and legends with whatever they might need in the future as well. Nice. All right. And uh, 
I heard in your interview at GWR Live, one of your heroes was Eric Bischoff. But who are some of your other heroes growing up, whether it was wrestling, sports, or just regular, ordinary life? Man, uh, the hero list is long. Uh, when it comes to wrestling, you know, I, 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 my dad joked that I that he thinks I've got the potential to become the Vince McMahon of Indiana. Uh, I told him I want to be the Eric Bischoff. I just don't want to go out of business. Um, but you know, when it when it comes to, when it comes to my in ring style, you know, I grew up a diehard WCW fan. So there's a lot of NWO influence, uh, be it in a lot of my gear. Um, and the way I can, you know, the way I like to handle myself when I'm a heel, baby face side of things. I mean, I do a stinger splash. I do a diamond cutter. I think that tells you all you need to know about that. I love, you know, Sting and DDP were my guys um, on on that side of things. And then, you know, when we talk about just real life in general, of course, it, you know, I have to go to my dad first and foremost. Uh, he's uh, not only a hero of mine, but he's he's my biggest fan. The dude doesn't miss anything. Uh, to the point where I, I actually have a silhouette of him cheering me from from a from an event I was doing. Uh, he was in the bottom of the of the shot, and you could just see his silhouette. And I have that silhouette tattooed on my chest. Um, so that way, he's always he's always riding with me anytime I'm uh, anytime I'm in the ring or whatever I'm doing. Uh, but uh, man, in my my here, I, I would say any any of my other heroes are, are guys that have taken their taken themselves from from a place in their life where they were they were seen as you know nothing and they they weren't supposed to succeed and the guys that you know for lack of a better term put a big middle finger in everybody's face and said I'm going to do it anyway you know that's that's kind of my life mentality I you know my my family wasn't super rich growing up we you know we were we were okay we we didn't go without but you know, I grew up in a trailer, and and now I now I've got a you know a four hundred thousand dollar home, and you know that that's my grind, and those are the those are the people that I look up to, which is why it's easy to look to an Eric Bischoff uh, for inspiration. You know, a guy that you know right before he got his big break had his his house in foreclosure and his and his cars repossessed out of his driveway. You know, he's been in the he's been to the bottom and he's been to the top, and and to watch a guy like that do that. I, I see a lot of myself in him, and I know that, hey, if he did it, I can do it. All right, sweet. So, hey, a lot of these questions we ask have more than one answer. You're welcome to answer with many as you want, so just no worry about that. Um, did you play sports in high school? I uh, didn't play sports in high school. Uh was actually uh, dabbled in, uh, dabbled in you know, the choir side of things, did a, did a few musicals. Uh, you know, I got a theatrical background, you could say. Uh, prior to that, play you know played baseball, played basketball growing up. Still, uh, still compete in a uh, in a rec league softball team every Sunday uh, every Sunday night during the spring, summer, and fall. Uh, I like to get out on the golf course every once in a while. Uh, it, you know, pay forty dollars to be uh, to be mad all afternoon, but I'm super competitive, so that's just part of it. Okay, and did you have any self defense background? Uh, so you could call it a little bit of a self-defense background in the fact that I, uh, you know, I, I, I enlisted in the army, uh, fresh out of high school. So I've got a, got a little bit of, a uh, little bit of training in, in that side of things, but not really, you know, super extensive, uh, on, on the hand to hand stuff. Just like I said, what they, what they teach you in the army. Okay. And also, uh, sometimes we get emails from, uh, fans here. One of the longtime fans of uh, Turnbuckle Turmoil, he used to always put his questions in after the shows, but ironically, I've, I've taken the founder of Turnbuckle Turmoil, QT Volks' place a few months back, and since I've been on, Kurt Ferris has been getting his questions in on time. So here's a question from Kurt Ferris. He wants to know, will you consider teaming with Roger Blades to be called Buck Rogers? <laughs> hey, I'm always hey if if the story's right, I'm in. So that's uh <laughs> hey, as long as long as as long as I can look at, at what's going on and we can answer the question the two questions why and what's next, I'm all I'm all for it. Are you familiar with Roger? I am not. Okay, where's he from, sign? Roger is a 
old Indiana guy. Uh, he definitely familiar with the Warrior Pro ring from its past lives. Uh, he ran Madison, Indiana. He ran North Vernon, Indiana, with various different promotions. I know you know a lot of people that know Roger, so you just haven't crossed okay. paths. Yet. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know, like I said, I'm always I'm always down for for a message or a phone call and and see if there's any business to be done. All right. And for all you fans, we got uh, May the Fourth be with you. Uh, Star Star Wars she? Month come coming up in May, which is also called Blades Month. Roger Blades will be on in May. Oh, nice. Okay. And then, what were some of your most memorable matches? Whether you've been in or seen or seen, yeah. So, uh, so been in. I can I can think of two, uh, or I'll I'll give you three, because uh, I I'd be remiss if I didn't. Uh, my my first my top is going to be our uh, uh, a match with Jake Carter in Danville with uh, New Generation Wrestling out of uh, out of Crawfordsville. They brought they brought their promotion down to Danville uh, about three years ago. Uh, Jake and I were able to headline that show and absolutely tore the house down. Uh, easily the best match that uh, that I've ever had. Thank, super thankful to share the ring with Jake because he got the best out of me that night. Uh, and I don't, I don't think I would have been able to perform any better with anybody else. Uh, then two two matches from, from HPW that will always stick out. The first one being uh, the night that I won my first uh, tag team titles with Dynamite Dylan versus versus the Bambino. Uh, that was just an, an emotional night for, for myself, just, uh, you know, getting that validation from the locker room and from, from flash that he trusted me enough to, to put a belt around my waist, uh, for the first time was amazing. And then, and then the final match in HPW history, you know, defending the, the heavyweight title, uh, versus, versus TJ Kemp being able to go out there with, uh, with, uh, D Rose in my corner and uh and and run it back one last time. You know, we didn't know it was gonna be the last match, but if that was the last you know, that's the last one in HPW history, I'm proud to say that I, I was able to share the ring with uh with a Hall of Famer like T J Kemp that night. All right. As far as watching as far as watching a match, uh man, it, I was like I said, I was a WCW kid. Uh it's it's hard to find a match better than, than Eddie Ray at Halloween Havoc ninety seven. Um, I'd say that one, and then the night that uh, the night that DDP beat Macho Man for the world title, those would be the two that stick out to me the most. Okay, cool. All right, and then we've got a couple things in common. Uh, one, I'm the owner and promoter at NGW Northwest. Be nice to work with you guys one day. Pretty, sure, I think me and Signs got a goal to get back to Indiana by next year, so we'd love to come down there and see you. Hey, we're we're on the fourth Sunday of every month at three o'clock in the afternoon. Come in, and uh, and it'll be a we'll we'll make sure we got a spot for you. All right, nice. And then other thing I got in common with you, I see that you got started at twenty-seven. I started training at thirty years old myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, uh, I found it a little later in life than I wish I would have. Uh, the you know there's there's a reason for everything though had i found it when i was younger i wouldn't have had the business acumen uh from my personal life to be able to really dive in and 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 do what i'm doing now as a promoter um although finding it a little earlier would have been a lot easier on the body i'll tell you that yeah and then i i tried to get on when i was 18 with don owens in portland wrestling but he had one question to ask me before he hung up on me. He said, did you wrestle in college? I said, nope. Flick. I was like, Shit, what am I going to do now? So I basically gave up on the dream till I was 30 and got into a, a Playboy Buddy Rose challenge. And that's how I got in. So it was sort of a fluke. Huh? And I, uh, I heard how you got crazy. in. Got in also sort of a fluke too, you know. Yeah, had yeah, you, yeah. I mean, looking back, had Aaron not ran into that fence that night, I'm not talking to you guys. So yeah, everything everything uh, happens for a reason, right? Yeah, and the world of wrestling's much better off with that without or with you, man. And it, we're really grateful. 
Awesome. I appreciate those. I appreciate those words more than you know, sir. And who are some of your favorite people to work? Uh, man, I, 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 I love working, um, with Blake Wright. He's our, he's our champion right now in, uh, in WPW. Um, I, I've had, you know, three or four matches with him over the last year and a half. And every time again, I, I'm lucky enough to share the ring with somebody who, who can get, uh, a lot more out of me than, than, than I have in me. Uh, somehow, you know, there's, there's another level that comes out when I'm, when I lock up with a guy like that. Uh, I've enjoyed telling some great stories with one of my better friends, uh, one of my best friends, I should say, Jesse Winchester, uh, you know, between the, the stories that we told at, uh, at Outlaw and then the stories that we were, were starting to tell here at, uh, here at WPW before he went down with a knee injury. Um, you know, I've had, like I said, I've had the pleasure of sharing the ring with a bunch of great guys down at HPW. Um, a lot of guys that really took me under their wing and, and taught me a bunch of, a bunch of stuff that, that I'm forever grateful for, like, like Fireball and Tank, the Agents of Chaos, um, who I think will be at FWF this weekend up, at, up, north, up in northern Indiana. Um, you know, what, I learned so much from those guys being in a tag team program against them for, gosh, what felt like 18 months straight. We, we were locking up in some various combination uh, of tag or singles matches against those guys. Uh, would love to work with Flash Flanagan once. Uh, because he he's probably my biggest inspiration and influence in this business and, and the way you know you you gotta at the end of the day make a decision and book something and and make sure that it, that the fans care about it so just uh you know guys that I've worked with you know I could go on and on and on and on and on and guys that I want to work with as well the same thing uh, just absolutely love the the environment and the family atmosphere that that we've been able to, uh, to cultivate here at WPW. And, and, you know, I've taken that from, from other places and just, again, expounded on it with what we've got going on. Okay, cool. And then another thing, a couple things I was impressed with, man, you're really over in your hometown there. That's impressive. Yeah. You know, got to go out there and get those cheap pops, right? No, uh, no, yeah. the town here, the the town here, you know, outside of outside of wrestling, I I coach sports um, for my son here in Danville. Uh, we, you know, I'm on the I'm on our our board for our football league. I I stay active in the community. Uh, we try to you know give back as much as possible. For instance, with our concession stand, 15% of our proceeds every show go towards um, go towards the Danville Junior Football League to uh, help build our new facility that we have going in out there this month. We're, we're doing first responders appreciation night. Um, not just a free ticket for the police officer, fireman, or EMT, but a, a, a free four tickets for them and their families to come out and enjoy the show and, uh, and take in WPW for the first time or potentially, you know, hopefully they've been there before. Uh, and, and we're, we try to give back as much as possible to the community that's embraced us and, and that's, you know, again, it's evident, like you said, with, with the, with the noise that they make when, when I hit that curtain, I, uh, man, it's a different, it's a different kind of feeling. I've, I've been, I've been over in places and I've been, I've, I've had as much heat as you can get in places, but nothing feels better than that pop from your hometown. Yeah. What a blessing. Another thing I was impressed with, I think it was in your first year in 2017 when you wrestled curb key, man, that guy was way over. Man, I'll, I'll tell you, I think that was probably like, if that wasn't my first match, it was like two or three. Um, I was actually in my ref gear that night uh, for CWS, and, uh, and there was, you know, somebody who, who was unable to make it to the show. And, uh, and Guy, again, another Guy Lombardo, I can't put him over enough, him and Billy Bart, and I, I apologize for missing them earlier in the interview, but those guys, again, just two guys that, you know, I, I would say are major reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, but guy comes up, he goes, Hey, you got, you got ring gear. I go, yeah. He goes, all right, go to the heel locker room, get changed. You're wrestling Kripke. And we went out there after an hour rain delay on a wet mat and just absolutely had a ball. And yeah, that match was fantastic. I love Kripke to death. He is, he is an amazing talent. He has definitely got that it piece that if he can get his break, it's going to be on. Uh, we're excited to have him, you know, this month back. He'll be uh, in a fatal four-way with, uh, 
with Jackson Morgan, Colby Jack, and everybody's favorite president, Jeremy Hadley, um, going for the number one contendership for our, our Warrior Pride Championship. All right. And then who are some of your toughest opponents? Man, toughest opponents, uh, again, I, I, I have to immediately go back to, to Fireball and Tank, uh, the Agents of Chaos. Those guys, um, they, they smart me up to the business real quick. I got, I, I, I got my ass kicked by those guys for, like I said, what felt like 18 months straight, and, uh, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, you know, those guys, you know, when, when you're in a locker room, the guys that you have the best matches with, are the guys that you're closest with, it feels like. And, and the, the relationship and friendship that I, that I gained with those guys and then turning it into the magic that we put together in the ring and taking those, taking those crowds on rides down there in Columbus was, was amazing. And you can't tell me that there was a better program going on anywhere else in the state when that was happening. Awesome. Okay, and then do you got suggestions for people who, who want to think about getting into the business? Hey, just just do it. Honestly, um, you know, come in and you know find a spot. We we've started some uh, some what we're calling beginners classes. Um, you know, we're we're just we're we're taking those people that hey, you know, they're they're interested but they don't know how to get in. You know, I think that was my biggest fault um, when I was younger. Is I I wanted to do it since I was since I was old enough to understand what was going on and, but there was a how, you know, it's not, not something that's, you know, you can't, you can, you can find a college, you can find a trade school, you can't find a wrestling school very, very uh, easily. And so, uh, you know, we've got Jesse Winchester, OVW trained, and uh, he's, he's kind of giving people a taste, you know, learning how to lock up, learning how to run the ropes, learning how to take bumps, uh, learning some ring positioning and things like that, just the just the bare basics um, to see, you know, if they have the one and the drive to do it, you know. And we, it's it's something that you know your your first one, come on in, you know, try it out, see if you like it, and then you know if it's something that sticks, then we can we can talk about a program going further, uh, you know. And then you know once you once you get all those basics down, we can uh, we can talk about you know whether we need to bring somebody else in or anything like that, um, to, to help, you know, grow, uh, because, you know, Jesse's, Jesse's learning right now, um, how to train people, you know, he had, he hadn't done it before, but he's not going to get that experience unless somebody get, gives him a shot at it. And, and I believe in, in him as, as far as his, his fundamentals. And I've never felt safer than I do with Jesse when I've been out there with him. So, you know, I'm taking, you know, I'm putting my reputation on the line, uh, but I believe in him 100%. And, uh, and so letting him, you know, start getting his chops as a trainer and, and taking some guys and teaching them the basics and things like that is fantastic. We also have a seminar with uh, the great Cody Hawk next month before our show. Um, we're going to have Cody in to, to do a seminar with, with up to 20 different wrestlers. Uh, so if you're listening in and you, uh, you would like to, and you're in the area and you want to, you know, sit under the learning tree of, of somebody who's put, uh, some great guys through his training program, and, and, and they've uh, they've made big names for themselves. Uh, it's twenty five dollars for the class. It'll be a two to three hour class before the show. And if we get enough guys from outside of our roster that are there, we'll uh, we'll throw a little battle royal together for those folks uh, to to start our pre show. Okay, is there any other schools you'd like to uh, plug or promote? Um, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily know, you know, what Jake's school looks like. I know he, he runs out of, he runs most of his training out of the, out of the outlaw arena there at WCWO, but Jake Oman, um, he's got a, he's got a fantastic, uh, crew of guys that he's, he's worked with and, and trained over the last, uh, two years with, I mean, they're holding all my straps right now. Uh, you know, they're calling themselves a black market with, with Blake Wright, Jay Beave, um, Dutch Boy Platinum, and Logan Myers. Uh, those guys are amazing, and they, they're from the uh, White River Wrestling uh, tree there with Jake Oman. Uh, if you are looking for somebody that is going to teach you the right way to do everything, I would say seek out Jake and, and do whatever you got to do to let him, let him teach you what he knows because that, that dude is, is fantastic. Awesome. Hey, and I'm sure Sign Guy would like to know what type of coffee you like to drink. 
Uh, I'm not a coffee guy, uh, but almost every morning I have, I have a nice uh, green tea here from G6 Nutrition, one of our great sponsors. Uh, you know, my, my favorite go-to is a, is a sour punch tea with, uh, uh, with some, some uh, extra little Herbalife liftoff in it, and, uh, and that's what I start my day with. All right. Hey, before I let you go, I'd like to tell everybody how they can reach me. I'm at Coach Mike Jones at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, don't forget to check out the Real School Army in the NGW Green Room. Hey, brother, like I said, it's been an honor and pleasure to have you on, and I wish you all the luck in the world. Thanks again. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much, Coach, and I appreciate everything, uh, everything that you said about, about uh, everything that you said that was nice. Uh, I appreciate those those kind words, sir. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, Coach. Well, Buck, one of the things that is kind of a problem for promoters in a lot of places are athletic commissions. In the state of Indiana, there is not an athletic commission, but at times, some of the promoters there have been on the bandwagon that there should be a athletic commission in charge of things. Other promoters are glad there isn't. A lot of promoters in states where there is one wishes there wasn't. Some of them are glad they're there. Where do you personally stand on athletic commissions that oversee pro wrestling? I, I think it's a delicate balance. You know, Vin, Vince pulled the curtain back with, you know, like you addressed earlier, he pulled the curtain back and let everybody know, hey, look, I've been telling you all this is real, but this ain't, you know, this is predetermined. Um, this isn't, you know, a true competition. Um, it may be a political competition. It may be a, a competition of, you know, talent, but it, out in the ring, you know, they're working together. And so I believe that some type of, um, oversight is, is probably needed, um, both in the states that have it and the states that don't, um, you know, to, to keep some of this, uh, this stuff that gives pro wrestling a bad name, um, off, off of the, uh, off of the radar. But also, uh, if you, if you're not going to have, um, you know, some type of commission governing, you know, community theater, and, and bands that play at, um, you know, bars and things like that, then how do you um, justify putting, putting the reins on, on pro wrestling? Because at the end of the day, all of those are just forms of entertainment. They're not, you know, it's not a legitimate sporting event. So I, I'm torn on both sides. Like I said, I, can, I, I see the need for them, um, but also – you know, it, it's a fine line when you when you try to say, well, pro wrestling should or shouldn't be falling under boxing commissions or sporting sports authorities and things like that. Now you mentioned Flash, who was our booker at HPW for the last few years of the promotion. Flash, one of the more underrated guys out there, I think. Uh, he's appeared on national TV in recent years with WWE for various spots, but never latched on to a full-time position yet. Um, I got to work with Flash quite a bit at HBW whenever I would go out there. Apparently, I had the scariest moment of Flash's entire life, according to Flash, when I was there once, but he is a guy that maybe doesn't get all the credit he's due Is not only a wrestler, but also as a booker, how instrumental was Flash's when you were working for promotions that he booked to what you are now doing at Warrior Pro? Man, uh, that is that is one person that I, I could not put over enough. Uh, without Again, without Flash Flanagan, Buck Sexton isn't – on the map, Buck Sexton's not doing anything, and there is no Warrior Pro without Flash. Um, I, I I will forever be indebted and grateful to him um, for you know 
teaching me um, whether he whether you know he was happy about the lessons he had to teach me or not, or if I picked up on them or whatever it happened to be. You know, there there were some times that I know I pissed him off, but I know that it was uh, it was coming from a place uh, of him knowing that he could knowing that I could do better um, and and getting that out of me. Uh, again, I, I couldn't be more, um, more over the top with how much, uh, Flash has done for me. He's, you're, you're spot on. He is extremely underrated. And the fact that he isn't, he isn't working for somebody somewhere in some capacity with how wrestling, with how competitive wrestling is nowadays is, uh, is not fair to him because he deserves it. And, uh, you know, Randy, I mean, Randy did that interview a few years ago and, and said it best that, that Flash Flanagan was a huge reason for Randy Orton's success. And if that, if that doesn't speak volumes to people, I don't know what will. Uh, but, yeah, again, could not be uh, happier to have sat under that tree for as long as I did and, and learned from him and, and ultimately trying to take all of the lessons that he attempted to, learn, to teach me and putting those into, uh, into the success we're having at WPW. Well, Buck, we're down to the last few minutes for today's show, but I want to give you the chance, if there is anything you would like to say to the listeners, plug and promote anything and everything, the social medias, upcoming shows, merchandise, your favorite laundromat, anything you want, floor is all yours. Hey, hey, I appreciate it, sign guy. Uh, want to first put over our, our next show, uh, March 27th, Danville, Indiana, Henderson County, 4-H Fairgrounds. Uh, we got a triple main event. We're going to crown our first women's champion uh, between Charlie Cruel and Logan Vitor. Uh We've got um, we've got uh, uh, Eric Dillinger versus Cole Roderick for the first time. Like I like I said earlier, uh, we also um, I I got to pull my card up, man. It is we're we've got so much going on at this next one. It is it is absolutely insane. Um, we've got a, a fatal four way, like I said with with uh, Kripke and um, Kripke, Jeremy Hadley, Jackson Morgan, Colby Jack. Uh, we've got um, Kid Thunder versus Dutch Boy Platinum. We've got Ruthless Domination versus The Black Market. Uh, Sabotage versus Jordan James. Um, the list goes on on that show. Also would be remiss if I didn't put over our sponsors, uh, Jack's Pizza of Danville, G6 Nutrition, um, Dewana Mooneyham Insurance Agency, uh, Constant Quest CrossFit in Danville, um, TND Forever Home Training, uh, the Turnbuckle Post Podcast, My Guy Exterior Care, um, the Kickstand Bar and Grill, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant in Avon, uh, the Hoosier Wrestling Alliance coming on to, for this month. Uh, just absolutely amazing partners that we have. And uh, and it would be uh, it would not be possible if we didn't have all these uh, these great companies uh, you know willing to put their put their brand next to ours and, and help us out. And then also to to everybody involved in WPW, whether it's uh, I want to put all those folks over one more time. Whether it's my family that helps run the front of the house, uh, my guys in the back that run the back of the house, all of my talent on the shows, every fan that's ever bought a ticket. Um, I'm truly grateful for, for everyone. And, uh, and like I said, again, put over the guys that, that got me where I'm at. Jerry Wilson, Flash Flanagan, Guy Lombardo, Billy Bart, Lawrence Von Poffo, the Van Zant, TJ Kemp, JKO, the list goes on. Uh, but I want to thank you, uh, as well for, for letting me come on, have a little time to, uh, to speak about Warrior Pro. And I, I hope it's not the last time we, uh, have a conversation about what we're doing out here in, in Danville. Absolutely not. We would love to have you back. You always are welcome here, brother. Oh, hey, appreciate it. Hey, how, do they get a, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, good call. Thanks, Coach. I, I completely spaced that. Uh, yeah, you can get a hold of us on uh, on Facebook, facebook.com backslash WPW46122. It's our uh, – it's we're WPW, and then it's the zip code out here in Danville because, like I said, we're we're tied into the town. That's why it's Warrior Pro because Danville's high school is the Danville Warriors. So, you know, our colors are red and gray just like high school is. We, Like I said, we're tied into the community as tightly as we can out here. Uh, you can find us on Facebook there. We're also on Instagram and Twitter very sparingly on those. 
Um, again, WPW uh, 46122 on both of those, as well as buying tickets, uh, WPW46122.ticketleap.com. We'll take you to our ticket website to, to buy tickets for the next show. And also, I'll go ahead and announce it here as well. Um, our, we are, have launched a store on BrainBusterTees.com. So you can go on there, get yourself some WPW merchandise currently, and we will be uh, getting more merch up there with, uh, with some of your favorite WPW stars as well. Cool. All right. Well, Buck, I look forward to the next time our paths cross, and I wish you continued success with Warrior Pro Wrestling. Hopefully I'll make it out there and see what you guys are doing in Danville at some point. Awesome. I appreciate it, sign guy. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to, uh, to crossing paths with you again as well, sir. All right, fans, if you have not got your tickets, make sure you get them. Warrior Pro Wrestling putting on some great shows. Crowds are growing, so make sure you get your tickets and you are prepared for a week from Sunday. Well, Coach, you got any plug-and-promoting saying to do? Yeah, we got the King of Connecticut this Sunday. That's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to that one. Then we got Thomas Bruff on the Friday the 25th. And then next, the Sunday after that, the 27th, is a big day for both of us. We got Nikki Six from the Suicide Kings. And Matt Farmer might even call in. Then you and I are going to be on Evan Ginsberg's show at 7 p.m. Pacific time. I'm looking forward to that also. And then we got a big April coming up. April 1st, we got Tim Simmons. April 3rd, we got the Stro Maestro, Rob Kellum. April 8th, we got Bill Anderson. 10th, we got Tony Myers, Leatherface. April 15th, we got Demetrius Star, the Winged Sea Cat. April 17th, I'm looking forward to having Jenny Santana on. Second generation wrestler, world grappling champion. April 22nd, we got Adonis Staples. April 24th, Mustang Mike. April 29th, we got Brad Bad. Would you like to tell him about Mark? Or May, I mean. Sure. May, we are doing Blade Month. We have all kinds of blades coming your way for Blade Month. Sunday, May, Roger Blade, the aforementioned. Eighth, Brian Blade. Fifteenth, Damian Blade out of Missouri. The 22nd, Johnny Blade out of Texas. The 29th, Johnny Blade from Illinois. The 4th, since it is May the 4th be with you, we are bringing back sports entertainers. Salute to Star Wars. We'll have sports with us today. On the 6th of May, we have Bill Good. The 13th, we have second generation star Chaz Taylor. The 20th, Stevie Jonak of the SCW Hall of Fame. And the 27th, we have Nick Hamrick. Yes, and we've already, looks like June is almost booked, so I know we got, we're going to be calling it Authors Month. But we don't reveal who, who's on the month till it's full, right? That is true. Once all the ink's dry. Exactly. All right, cool. And then what do you got coming up this weekend? Well, on Sunday afternoon, I'm going to be heading down to Portland for Pacific Northwest Blue Collar Wrestling. They are under a new regime. They're in... Portland, so first show under the new regime. I'm looking forward to taking part there. And then, of course, earlier in the day, like you said, we'll have the King of Connecticut on Turnbuckle Turmoil. And then the following week on Friday, after we're done talking to Thomas Bruff, i got to beeline to South Hill, Washington for Northwest Pro Wrestling. And then the next day, Northwest Pro back at South Hill. And on that Saturday, the 26th, James Storm of the NWA, formerly of Impact Wrestling, for one night, formerly of 
NXT and also formerly of WCW will be there. He will be coming to Northwest Pro for that one night only, the 26th of March, Coach. All right, and then, hey, I'm I'm happy and proud to announce I'm going to be meeting up with QT Vokes this Sunday in Puyallup, Washington here. And I'm also looking forward to Sign of the Times 523. How do they get a hold of you, too? Well, they can usually grab my left arm. That's how most people get a hold of me. <laughs> but if that fails you, you can find me on the Book of Faces under Sign Guide. The fan page is there. You can find me on the Twitters. You can follow me there, but not literally because that's creepy, at SignGuyHPW. I'm also on the Gram. You can find me there on the YouTubes, youtube.com backslash TheSignGuy77. All the ways you can find me. But, Coach, we got anything else? Don't forget our buddy Chicken Bob. That's right, Chicken Bob also out there. You can find Chicken Bob on the gram, on his Twitters, at Chicken Bob Bach, and also on the Book of Faces. Chicken Bob, very social media friendly. All right, happy Friday, everybody. All right, and as we close out, like uh, Buck was saying, we did lose Scott Hall this week. Uh, He had blood clots from... Surgery to repair a hip, and those morphed into a series of heart attacks, which he could not recover from all of that. So we sadly lost him this week. Scott Hall, I believe anyone listening to this show would be familiar with him. So as we end, we just want to send best wishes to everyone still grieving the loss of Scott Hall, and we will do the traditional 10-bell salute as we end this show.